Hello and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, the podcast that takes our favorite properties and reboots them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lindsay and I use she her pronouns. I'm Tanner They Them and this week it's part three of our guest Palooza and we have the guest that I aspire to be as manic of as as I, I Theo. Hi. Hi, yes, it's me. It's me, Theo, pronounce he him. And once again, these boys and girls and NBs have slipped me across the border, this time using the patented crypto smuggling technology. That's right. My body was minted into an NFT, but then once I was across the border, they right-clicked saved me into a fleshy new body. Which Cronenberg movie is that? <laughs> no, 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 wait, fuck, you're right. You accidentally right-clicked saved a fly as well. Oh no, I only have an hour before my body dissolves into goop. But until then, you're Jeff Goldblum. Oh, well, there are worse fates. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so glad to be back as the resident Nira feel. And once again, I've got I've got some delicious rebooty content for us here. Yeah, that you claim that me and Lindsay will both be familiar with. Uh, I don't remember if I said that. I at least wanted to provide a... I, I think more what I, <laughs> I framed it as was this is something that y'all could at least more easily hop into. Uh, Tanner, do you have my hint still in front of you? Um, let me scroll. <laughs> I can't guarantee uh, y'all will be familiar with the specific property, but I am at least going to use it to springboard into a much more open rebooting environment. Your source is that you made it the fuck up. That is correct. My source is that I made it the fuck up, and my source is Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Okay. Now, immediately, is this a game either of you have played, and or have either of y'all played Metal Gear? We have not played Metal Gear, but we have talked about Metal Gear on the podcast. Um, and, and even better, <laughs> and neither have I played Metal Gear. I've just played <laughs> Revengeance. Also, most of the Metal Gear inf uh, information that Brian and August gave us kind of just fell out of my brain after the episode, after and, I finished editing. And that works, because already by saying, you know, that I'm, we're do we're uh, by already bringing up the name Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, there's probably someone already going, hey, wait a minute, you're going to reboot that game? And the answer is no. Because we're not because the game is perfect. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance is a perfect piece of media. It is it does not need fixing. But what I'm rebooting is the larger franchise around it, the series it was meant to re meant to re uh, represent. Sorry, because when it was made, it was ostensibly made to be a Metal Gear spinoff. Uh, that's why it was Metal Gear Rising instead of Metal Gear Solid. It was going to be like a whole new series of games, maybe just on Raiden, maybe on other characters. Who knows? It was part of the Metal Gear Rising spinoff. Then nothing fucking happened, which is a waste, but unfortunately for all of us, I like eating garbage. <laughs> so. Wait, didn't the thing that happened was that uh, Konami started selling off every piece of IP they had to make pachinko machines? I mean, they didn't even sell off the properties. They just made the pachinko machines. They haven't done anything with their own properties. They may or may not be being gutted by the Yakuza. A little bit, yeah. Um, but see, but so that is what I'm rebooting today. It's not Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. We're not making Metal Gear Rising Revengeance because that is unnecessary. That game, perfect. Instead, we are rebooting the series it's part of. We are now going to make a canon agnostic series of rising revengeance games that set in whatever canon we think fits best uh and what i want to open with because like i said i want this to be an open field where anyone can suggest what they think this like would work in the series but i already have an offering that i think is going to kick the shit out of any other idea i could personally come up with and uh 
as I say this, the walls fall away. We're still in our EA heist that we were in from my last guest spot. Because our first game is Darth Maul Rising Revengeance of the Star Wars universe. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's because I this came to me when I was thinking about what I wanted to do for this guest spot. And I landed on Metal Gear Rising Revengeance because... I have brain rot, and I keep rewatching the incorrect summary videos on it because they are exactly my sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And also, my partner Riss has been showing me Star Wars Rebels, uh, which has introduced me to the concept that you can tell how much expanded universe content someone consumes of the Star Wars universe based on their opinion of Darth Maul as a villain. And so I was like, hey, wait a minute. What if we just made a game where you controlled this Dark Lord of the Sith with a fucking slap chop style of fighting with his lightsaber and just got to be cheesy and angry for nine hours? So this isn't actually Metal Gear. This is Star Wars in the style of Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. And this would be one entry of this series. Other entries could be whatever other Mad Swordsman we wanted to put to the field. But we can okay. stick with Darth Maul for now so we don't get too off topic. Because I'm just picturing... Like, do, do either of y'all know anything about Metal Gear Rising Revengeance? You have a big sword. Uh, yes, you do. Uh, and it has all, like, the crazy... Like, I, I've heard the music of uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance described as if uh, someone met the cooler, hotter, older sister of the band who does Sonic the Hedgehog soundtracks. Because uh, <laughs> it's just that same style of butt rock, but it's way better. This is Crush 50. <laughs> this is Crush 50. This is Crush 69. Um, <laughs> and so, first off, imagine that soundtrack to a Star Wars game where you're playing an angry Dark Lord of the Sith just cutting fools into pieces. Imagine a Star Wars version of that butt rock screaming metal. Yeah, I was thinking for a moment, that sounds like Anakin's playlist, but then I'm like, no, no, he's too emo for that. It would just be My Chemical Romance and AFI. You are correct, and first off, don't talk shit on AFI. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> listen, I've, I've, got, I've got a lot of AFI in my playlist. Am I proud of it? Not the point of this podcast. Um, <laughs> but, but see, the problem is the reason you couldn't do Anakin, couldn't do Darth Vader is one, he's much more sedate when he kicks the ass of everyone in the room. Yeah. Yo, he's not, as Darth Vader, like, screechingly angry. But also, we know Anakin's story. Yeah, like, you think of, like, that final fight scene in uh, Rogue One, Ooh, where yeah. he's, like, trapped the rebels <laughs> in the hallway. Or even Fallen Order or Kenobi, which too many yeah. people were shitting on. Like, hey, let, <laughs> I'm going to draw Nearest Line of the Sand here. Kenobi was good. If you disagree, stop listening. <laughs> um, but no, because like, even in Kenobi and in, like, Fallen Order, it was the same thing where, you know, he wasn't leaping around, like, you know, waving his sword like a fucking uh, glow stick. It would just be this very kind of vroom, 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 just as he's, like, stomping through. Uh, Darth Maul is not that restrained, and critically, there are major gaps in Darth Maul's personal story. So we could just take a chunk out of Darth Maul's whole canon storyline uh, after he somehow survived getting dropped down a mine shaft in the Phantom Menace, and after Wasn't he, he cut in half too. Oh, yeah. So this is going to require some uh, explanation spoilers for anyone who's listening. Going, wait, Darth Maul wasn't he dead? Um, so because literally my aunt and uncle, who are my favorite relatives, um. When I visited them last Thanksgiving, which hilariously was also the first time I saw Rogue One, they were talking about having seen Solo, and they didn't like it. But one of the things they complained about 
was Darth Maul showing up in it? Because they were like, didn't he die? Didn't he get cut in half into the Phantom Menace? And I had to inform them, yes, but also, uh, and give them a crash course to the fact that he is a major villain in the Clone Wars series, uh, and then survives into Star Wars Rebels. That's what I was talking about with you can tell how deep someone is into the Star Wars expanded universe by their opinion on Darth Maul. Because if they've just, if you've just seen Phantom Menace, yeah, he's a Saturday morning cartoon villain. Uh, if you've seen anything else, he is like an ungodly good character. But he's also an incredibly angry, edgy boy uh, who, as I mentioned before, has a slap chop style of fighting. See, here's the thing. I haven't seen the expanded universe, but I was aware of the fact that he kept on surviving. But I'm pretty sure, I don't know if this is true, but my interpretation is that he just kept on getting his ass kicked. So uh, in my my interpretation is he's still a Saturday morning cartoon villain. I mean, yes, you're not wrong in that interpretation. I think the way Freddie Prince Jr. and uh, also Maul's voice actor in the series, uh, Sam Whitmer, uh, they have both described him as Sisyphus. Uh, which is a very well, like apt <laughs> Yeah, it's a very... Sorry, no, he's not Transifus, he's Sisyphus. Um... <laughs> that was a dumb joke i'm sorry um <laughs> but yeah no that he, a bunch a bunch of death and zabrak stepped out of a bus and started beating me and my friend up while she's wearing shirts that said down with sis <laughs> tanner stop making me spit all over my <laughs> over my laptop oh, oh. <laughs> 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 but no even better it has to, so whoever's saying that has to be like talking in like the Rodian language and it's all subtitles <laughs> like <laughs> there's at the bottom like yeah all these Dathomirian night sisters like wearing death to sis t-shirts um <laughs> oh hey Sam Whitworth wasn't being human oh yeah he's been in a decent amount of stuff hilariously Darth Maul was not his first uh, foray into Star Wars because previously and arguably, just as famously, he was Starkiller in the Force Unleashed games. Oh, that edgy boy. Yup. That's See, Starkiller is edgy boy. <laughs> Starkiller is listening to Linkin Park and Green Day. Oh, unambiguously. Yes. Uh, and he's the source of some incredible and underrated meme content. Uh, the two clips I know of are the thing where it's like, You said you would stay away! And Darth Vader's like, I lied. <laughs> but with exactly that inflection, he just sounds like a little annoyed. Uh, and the one that I think desperately needs to be used more because it's perfect for like any situation is it's clearly after a boss battle with Darth Vader. Uh, and Vader's like, your feelings for her are not real. And Starkiller's like, they are real to me! <laughs> it's just very perfect. Um... But either way, yeah, so that was Sam Whitmer previously, and now he's Darth Maul, and he kicks ass at it. Uh, and so, yeah, I would want the the second entry into the Rising Revengeance series would be you just control Darth Maul after he sort of uh, exits stage left from Clone Wars. Because you're right, Darth Maul's whole arc is basically building up a cool, like, criminal or evil or Sith Empire, uh, and then just having it all yanked out from under him. Uh, so by the time you meet him in Rebels, he is literally, like, this old man living on Malachor who runs into who runs into Ezra from Rebels, like the main character of Rebels, and becomes yet another one of his shitty dads. Um because <laughs> that is that is me and Riss's name for Star Wars Rebels is Ezra Bridger and his collection of shitty dads. Um which is part of why that series kicks so much ass. Uh so there's this whole 
just span of time. And also showing up in in Solo, we don't know how he took over that criminal enterprise in Solo. So we've got these massive spans of time where, yeah, he could just go on this screaming, edgy, crawling in my skin fucking like slaughter fest against like a criminal enterprise run by ex-Sith or something uh, and just slice his way through. And you know what? It would make an incredible game. Yeah. Like imagine, um, like you've seen the clip of uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance where he's like running up along the robot, like slashing it up and like cuts it in half as the music swells, right? Where it's like, rules of nature. Oh, yes, I have seen that one. the sun comes up. And he's like, yeah, cutting it in half. Yeah, imagine that, but with a lightsaber. Imagine Darth Maul, like, running along an AT-AT or some shit and just slicing it into pieces. With That's a, with what the- I was, well, I was, th- I was thinking you could do a prologue where he's fighting his way out of, like, the, the pit he gets tossed into. And he has to do that against whatever droids he encounters or whatever fighters he encounters. But also, he ain't got no legs during this. See, that would work less well because of the lack of legs. So, he would, like, he doesn't he doesn't reach the point where he has just two legs until much later. I haven't watched Clone Wars yet, but my understanding is basically that his brother, whose name is, I shit you not, Savage Opress. Savage being spelled savage. Um is that his brother finds him in this pit and he's like kind of lost his mind and has like this weird centipede body and then other shit happens and then he gets two legs and then he gets better two legs. Yeah, because I keep envisioning him as being like the the bad guy from Wild Wild West with the uh, spider legs. Well, Lindsay, you caught me, you caught me out because our third entry is Wild Wild West Rising. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> and they run when the sun comes up. Bing, bling, bling, like it's a banjo. <laughs> no, every entry has to have rules of nature, but played and arranged in a new way. That is now a part of this reboot of the series. Is every single one has to have that song. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, I don't have anything necessarily deeper unless we want to explore it deeper with Darth Maul specifically. So now we have the crossroads of if we want to try and codify the Darth Maul Rising Revengeance, or if y'all want to figure out what other games would be part of the series of just some mad lad with a sword and an utter willingness to use it. And it's just going to be batshit. Theo, you haven't created a franchise, you've created a genre. I mean, I think this one, no, this one has to be the franchise because it has to maintain the elements of being completely off the wall ridiculous uh, in a crazy over the top butt rock soundtrack. That can be a genre. Because <laughs> Metal Gear Rising Revengeance isn't just like a fun, bull, edgy boy cutting his way through a, like a, a PMC. It is also just got this really stupid plot and just numerous incredibly memeable speeches, including a speech literally about memes that's not a joke one of the boss battles is preceded by the guy hopping down and explaining to you shit like let me see if i can find the speech but it's like religion is a joke the masses are idiots there's only one thing that measures our civilization memes let me see monsoon monologue uh no, I don't want to give this whole fucking speech. He's like, we are all pawns controlled by something greater. Memes. The DNA of the soul. They shape our will. They are the culture. They are everything we pass on. 
Uh, and it's just, yeah, it's this incredibly stupid game that is held up on the strength of its incredible stupidity. And maybe that's still a genre, and if it kicks off a genre, fucking awesome. <laughs> but for now, I want to restrict it to the Rising Revengeance series that we are now creating. Of just property hopping. So is Darth Maul eventually going to meet Raiden? Uh, hmm. I mean, I can think there could be a boss battle between him and Raiden. <laughs> it's not even like, it's not even actual Raiden. It's just a Jedi, but we just call him Raiden. <laughs> Eventually like, this becomes Marvel versus Capcom, but it's just like across several different properties. Man, I can't believe Disney owns Marvel and Capcom. Star oh. Wars, it's, it's Star Wars versus Konami, which <laughs> means the next one has to be Pyramid Head Revengeance. Oh my Jesus! Yeah, that's a big sword. <laughs> what would be the story? Does okay? I ask this genuinely. Does Pyramid Head have a lore? Pyramid Head is like the representation of the Silent Hill Two protagonist's like guilt about killing his wife. I think. Huh. Uh, so so this verse could be like a new Pyramid Head is manifested from a new person who gets stuck in Silent Hill. But this one is, like, instead of tormenting the person, this one is, like, protecting the person. Because I think, because Pyramid Head became the most specialist boy out of Silent Hill, uh, a lot of, every time they try and do an adaption, like, they'll try and make Pyramid Head a little bit more heroic. Huh. So this is the, this is Pyramid Head slicing through a bunch of meat mechs in Silent Hill. <laughs> To protect the psyche of some guy. Tanner, I hate to inform you, I think a meat mech is just called a kaiju. Not necessarily. I think this, I think Pacific Rim codified it, that a meat, the No, because a kaiju, a a kaiju is, well, yeah, specifically a Pacific Rim kaiju would be a meat mech because it's put together, as opposed to a Godzilla kaiju, which is grown naturally. I mean, aren't all mechs kind of grown naturally by the consensus of the human spirit? Think about it. No, I have thought about it, and you're wrong. <laughs> In this case, we're talking about a mech made from, like, corpses. God, I think that existed. Now we're getting into dead space. Yeah. Well, the good news, Theo, because the next entry is... is Isaac Clark Rising Revengeance? God! <laughs> a, a series with... Spo- spoilers! Spoilers for Dead Space 3. The end... Or the, ent- or the entire franchise ends with The Moon's Haunted. Uh, yeah, I know. It doesn't just end with the moon. Moon's haunted. It ends with the moon is eating Earth because that's what the DLC is ending is. Exactly. So in in Dead Space Rising: Revengeance, Isaac has to get a big laser sword from his good friend Raiden, <laughs> who's good not a Raiden. Jedi. <laughs> yeah, who, who's not a Jedi anymore? <laughs> Wait He's gonna Raiden. cut the moon in half. Listen, Isaac, you need to take this and fight the moon. Wait, do I know you from somewhere? No! <laughs> he just walks away. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait! I just had a horrible realization. We will have to be careful we don't just step into making Devil May Cry again. Because <laughs> this is where we're starting. Because Devil May Cry is the one where you run up meat mechs and cut them to pieces. That okay. is true. <laughs> at, least, at least Devil May Cry 5. That's the only one I've played. <laughs> the rest I'm familiar with, but that's the only one I've played. Yeah, um, the one I came up with off the top of my head was uh, Berserk with Guts. Oh my fucking god, that would actually be... Holy shit, Berserk <laughs> Rising, Revengeance, that would actually kind of kick ass. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> it had, like, it would definitely be a little dourer, or at least, hmm, it's a, see, it's a relative question, because Metal Gear Rising Revengeance is easy to remember for the meme content, but also the core storyline with, like, the evil PMC is that they are, like, kidnapping orphans and, like, scooping out their brains to pilot mechs. And it, so it's, like, a really dark turn in the middle of the story, and then it just forgets about it. Isn't that the plot of Psychonauts? say it is let's yes and that one <laughs> are you gonna go anywhere with it no i'm just pretty sure that was the plot of psychonauts that they were taking the brains of the psychics and using them to power their psychic tanks i mean i think i think in revengeance it's played a little more viscerally even because there's literally like a thing where you open up a door and there's just like all these canisters with brains and eyes and they all look at you at once and raiden's like oh my god this is the worst but then like you go right back to slicing up mechs and dudes talking about memes over rules of nature. Uh, <laughs> and actually, you know what? Rules yeah. of nature berserk would be cool because then you could do it like a fucking Skyrim style, like Viking orchestra. Yeah, the uh, OG anime had a, uh, I wouldn't say butt rock, but it was certainly like kind of post grunge ish soundtrack. Oh. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can incorporate that and actually have it, like, be, like, this big, beefy orchestra singing as opposed to, like, the sort of Crush 40-esque sound. You could just have, like, yeah. this much more, like, dramatic, sort of medieval uh, timbre to it. And I think it would make a really cool cover. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, what, el- what else can we add? We've got we've got four entries. We're in EA's office. We've got its CEO tied up. I don't know why it's still EA. I think I just believe they're in charge of everything gaming-related. Um. <laughs> because they're the easy punching bag. Anyway, how about Warhammer 40k? Uh, hmm. You get a chainsaw sword. I Didn't we have a game like that a few years back? That was like the Gears of War-esque one? Uh, Space Marine? I don't know. Yeah, I think we. I don't think that one was re- quite revengeancy, but I think it was. Lindsay doesn't actually play Warhammer; she just rotates it in her mind. <laughs> <laughs> I read up on the lore, and unfortunately, the God Emperor lives in my mind. You, you know what? I can respect that. I do not know that much about 40k, uh, but I do know like bits and pieces, and I do remember there was like a sort of Gears of War esque shooter uh, a few years back that was like Warhammer 40k Space Marine, and I think they're making a sequel to it. Uh, yeah, I think by a few years you mean over a decade. <laughs> yeah, well, guess what? Everything is a few years, Tanner. <laughs> that's true. I mean, yeah, literally, I'm editing the last week's episode, and Max said it's a movie that's kind of recent from 2012. God. Oh my bones. Oh my, oh my bones weren't right click saved correctly and now they're crumbling. Um <laughs> they're being replaced with the with the fly DNA. Yeah, I don't I'm trying to think of what a <laughs> bluey rising revengeance. Um, <laughs> this um, one's for the kids. So Bay- Bayonetta is already actually pretty similar stylistically. Yeah, that, that's that, that's that's where we need to like find where the difference is between like Bayonetta, Devil May Cry, and this Rising Revengeance genre. We're, we're well, I think it just has to be that it's it's Metal Gear Rising Revengeance two featuring Bayonetta and Dante from the Devil May Cry series. <laughs> and Knuckles. Um. <laughs> exactly. The, the 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 dimensional rifts that bro- broke through the universe in Metal Gear Survive. That caused the pachinko machines. Was that also what happened the in Metal Gear Survive? At the, at the end of one of the Metal Gears, there was like a dimensional rift that opened up, and then they created Metal Gear Survive. And a bunch of pachinko machines. I didn't realize that was how Survive... I knew Survive was like famously bad. I never knew like what the story of it was. 
Oh man, that is that is that is depressing. <laughs> uh, ooh, one I'll put out there is Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, but it's Alucard from the Castlevania series. Or even just Alucard from, like, the game series as well. It could be both Alucards. Maybe they kiss. Maybe you can let me want <laughs> let me want what I want. What if it was Alucard from Helsing? Yes. Hmm, I think he would lean closer to a Devil May Cry Bayonetta. Actually, you know what? You know what? This is where I think the line has to be drawn. Is the main weapon a gun or a sword? Oh, that's true. That's there, that... <laughs> Yeah, because Devil May Cry and Bayonetta definitely kind of toe that line, but primarily it is, like, a bunch of ranged shootiness. Whereas uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, it is all about slicing your opponent into so many pieces your computer kills itself. So those are the two genders, gun and sword. The, hey, we finally cracked the code. <laughs> Which means that Dante is non-binary. <laughs> uh, you know, I listen, I think, I think Dante is too much of a fuckboy to be truly non-binary, but I think Nero... Is good in the running. Yeah. Nero, he's the twink, right? Uh, is that a trick question? I know. I'm. I haven't played <laughs> DMC five yet. <laughs> Does this mean more? Yeah, he's the May twink. Cry, yeah, the Devil May Cry series writ large, asking, "Oh, is he the twink?" Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, Theo, have you have you played Devil May Cry five? Yes. And you didn't think Nero was a twink? I think he's a twink. I also think that Virgil is arguably a twink. Virgil was a twink, but now he's a dilf. You know what? You're right. Uh, I guess we're spoiling. <laughs> Lindsay, what do you think? <laughs> <sighs> because I've now suddenly become the dilf. <laughs> the dilf person? lord. Yeah. <laughs> All because I liked one guy in Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> Who in Devil May Cry is the most Russian? <laughs> the most Russian. Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't have an answer to it. Uh. <laughs> and I spelled Virgil wrong. Anyway, uh... see, I think I think Alucard from Helsing, Alucard from Helsing would be a Devil May Cry game. Alucard from Castlevania would be a Revengeance game. Mira's face is kind of like punchable, so I don't think he's a twink. Oh, <laughs> oh just... let me take a look. Let me decide how punchable I think his face is. I think it was designed to look like that. Well, especially when he has his mouth open. Uh, what also importantly is this is Devil May Cry 4 or 5 appearance? Uh. Because he changes slightly between the two games. The picture I'm looking at is from Devil May Cry 5. Okay. I mean, I'm not sure I agree. I don't think he's that punchable. I don't know. To me, I'm just like, mm, You seem annoying. <laughs> I mean. Anyway, Virgil, um. I mean, he is voiced by Johnny Ongbosch, so that's already a risk. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, hmm? Tommy Oliver Revengeance. Wait, what? T Tommy Oliver the Green Ranger and White Ranger and Red Ranger and Black Ranger. <laughs> oh my god. He predominantly wields a sword. Well, yeah. dagger, but he had the Sword of Darkness. There's an evil version for another dimension named Lord Dracon, who's the Power Ranger's edgiest special boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, actually, thinking about it, I fuck with the idea of a Power Ranger Rising Revengeance. I think you could get some good content out of that. Oh, Jesus Christ. Daddy. <laughs> mm, look at those thighs. Yep. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. We're taking a moment of silence to look at this boy. Careful, we're turning into that other podcast. 
Which one? <laughs> Which one now? Um, no, I like the idea of a Power Rangers. Like, because I think even... Uh, one thing I think we'll have to accept for this Rising Revengeance uh, theoretical series is how we throw power scaling out the fucking window. It doesn't matter if this if the character we sent like we center as the player character can normally in their franchise take on enemies like in this number with this ease. We need to at least for the duration of the game. I I know I keep overusing this phrase, but I don't think there's a better way to describe Raiden's combat or vengeance. We need them to temporarily become the human equivalent of a slap chop. And when they and yeah. they can take on like megazord sized enemies and it's just a boss battle. Not impossible, but uh, but <laughs> but just a boss battle and then they move on. And Twitter has to be a plot point. <laughs> Cuz that's also true in Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. It literally Literally at the end, like the the scene that in the base game has this reveal, but in the incorrect summary, they use the quote of "My source is that I made it the fuck up," because um, that's actually not from the game; that is from the parody. But it works because it sounds exactly like something from the game. Uh, it's basically that bad guy, uh, Senator. Uh, what's I don't even remember his fucking name. Armstrong. That's right. I was about to say Senator Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but that's also from the parody. Um, don't don't besmirch the rock's name that that senator doesn't at all look like dwayne the rock johnson he looks like (sighs) he looks like a high school principal who's been on muscle milk for way too long i mean that's basically the character there there is a there is a dialogue between him and ryden where he's like i played college ball you know and ryden's like what at some sort of fancy prep school and the guy goes try university of texas and then beats ryden's ass Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he basically, like, reveals that the whole, like, weapons demo they just did that, like, Raiden came to interrupt before he killed the president uh, had just been, like, streamed onto Twitter and, like, got everyone to cancel Raiden. <laughs> so, yeah, social media also must be a plot point in these games. Tommy Oliver has been canceled for defeating the Megazord. Actually, fuck, that would be kind of a cool plot. Like, that would be kind of a cool plot point, wouldn't it? Like, I'm about to say some shit that may not mesh with Power Rangers lore, but I'm gonna offer it. Imagine, like, a mid-to-late-game boss battle against, like, the Power Rangers Zord, because it's been, like, taken over by one of the bad guys or something, but then, the like, the footage gets uploaded online, or, like, why is the Green Ranger fighting the Power Rangers? What's going on? Uh, And so, like, he has to then deal with that. That, though that actually lines up pretty well. This would be like, this could be the story of when Dracon took over his own universe. Hmm. All right, I'm into it. Now back to Bluey rising revengeance. <laughs> Does Bluey have a sword though? I want. I got a sword, man. Wait, that's not Australian. Oh, I guess Bluey is Australian. Yeah, listen, I've got one child's accent, and unfortunately, it is just, like, it is just fucking, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, I'm blanking hard. Christmas Carol Oliver? No. Oh, no, not Tiny Tim. The guy Um, who wrote Tiny Tim. The guy who invented Tiny Tim. Through the tulips. Dickens! I'm fucking, I'm such an idiot. Yeah, all I've got is Dickensian child. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Oi, mister! 
Oi, mom, I've got a sword! Like, I think actually Bluey could work weirdly well, considering a lot of it is just, like, the children playing and imagining things. We could just take the Calvin and Hobbes route and make the imaginings, like, temporarily real to the audience. <laughs> Perry the Platypus Revengeance. Oh, God. My Metal Gearinator. <laughs> A weapon to surpass Metal Gear. <laughs> that was an awful impression, but I don't apologize. What? What? A ninja? A ninja platypus? Perry the ninja platypus? <laughs> Perry the platypus? Ride in the platypus? <laughs> Perry, I need you to take this katana and kill Dr. Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> no, also, if you're asking anyone, no, I haven't met Isaac Clark. <laughs> fucking teleports away. Mom, Phineas and Ferb are building a weapon to surpass Metal Gear again! <laughs> <laughs> now, this is where I can only play so much in this space, because I have to admit, I still haven't watched Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> <laughs> I only know about it through memes, and all the memes are about Doofenshmirtz and Perry, so, like... <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Still having it that with Bluey and then Perry the Platypus Revengeance. <laughs> like, look, I think this is a game series that could go on for a hundred years. I think just take whatever fucking franchise wants in, lock all their CEOs in a closet, and then <laughs> we just let the developers spend two years making a Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Let tell let the telltale method of production carry into Metal Gear Rising Revengeance style production. It's it's very similar gameplay systems and like formatting, but it's whatever fucking franchise wants their shit rocked. I'm googling characters with big swords. I mean, I'm listen. I'm still on. I'm still on like the horn of doing me like starting with Darth Maul, uh, Darth Maul Rising Revengeance because I think this oh, could absolutely. be like because I think it's like you could even start it. We can take the idea we mentioned before instead of it being like in the pit after Obi Wan cut him in half. It could just be like during his old days as a Sith Lord, like pre. Getting his ass beat by a Padawan like an idiot. <laughs> it could just be like some mission and then we come into like the present day after he got his shit rocked and had to go into hiding after the Clone Wars. Uh, and then it's just the journey of how he took over that criminal enterprise that he has in Solo. Uh, and I think it's like, yeah, it could just be a, a fucking like quartet or however many of Sith Lords or even just dudes who happen to have found Sith lightsabers and got really good with them. Because that's even, like, there is there is precedent for that, because in Rebels and in, like, the larger Star Wars canon, the Mandalorians don't generally use melee weapons, but their leader has a fucking lightsaber. Or is meant to, at least. Uh, so um, just, actually, it's called the Darksaber? So. I know it is. <laughs> but it is a lightsaber. <laughs> it is the Darksaber, but it is a lightsaber. Because it was made by, like, some stupid Mandalorian Jedi back in the day. Some stupid idiot who, like, made a lightsaber and joined the Jedi like a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it could just be, like, a bunch of mercenaries or, like, trash lords or Sith or whatever who happen to have lightsabers for... Or not even all of them have to be lightsabers. One could... Has there been a mech in Star Wars? I'm just realizing this. I'm not counting, the like, the two-legged weird ATSTs or whatever they're called. Have, has there just been a straight-up mech in Star Wars? There really should be. If they can have AT-ATs, they can have a Mac. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We can introduce yeah. one in Dar Darth Maul Rising Revengeance. <laughs> Imagine Darth Maul like, fighting his way to like some dude's hideout. And he's like, you, 
I've come for your enterprise. And the guy's like, I'll come and take it. Shloop! And like the fucking throne room rises into a mech. And Darth Maul has to cut it apart with his lightsaber. Like part of the reason I also went with Darth Maul is to justify why there wouldn't be much force power. Um, because supposedly, uh, for people who are, like, way more into the canon than I am, they have, like, reached the analysis that Darth Maul is basically unbeatable in terms of lightsaber combat, like, in terms of, as be, as a duelist, uh, but he's, like, average in terms of force ability. So it's like, yeah, we could just focus on the lightsaber combat, just let him cut through fools, and, like, maybe there's force push and force pull, but beyond that, we don't fucking need it where we're going, dude. We are just slicing boys apart. We are making a boy salad. Yep. There is a Transformers toy that's an ATAT that transforms into just an ugly as sin stormtrooper robot. Jesus Christ. Oh, Why yeah. Why does it that's look like terrible. a penis? Why does it look like a red rocket? Oh, just that part. I thought you were talking about like the whole thing, and I was like, what kind of dicks are you looking at? I mean, hey, <laughs> not as many as I should be, apparently. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that is yeah i don't know what a former is but that is hmm. wait for it no i get it i just kind of think of a funny follow-up <laughs> yeah. uh, i'm just thinking like you could probably get someone from like a transformers team to design something that maybe like is an at that does transform into uh, a mech that looks better are there any people-sized Transformers? Oh, uh, the Minicons? That... Yeah, the Minicons Revengeance? God. It ends with you fighting Unicron? Hmm. I'm having to sit on this idea because I don't hate it, but I am having to convince myself of it a little bit. But yeah, Transformers Revengeance would not be the worst thing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am thinking of this. Uh, I suppose the problem would be incorporating the transforming aspect of it for your main character. Do you just transform into an even bigger sword? I mean, I guess Megatron in the old cartoons just turned into a gun. So maybe? Well, there's also... here. Here's an option. Prowl from the animated series uh, was a motorcycle, but turned into a ninja, but he was, like, on the smaller side. So it could be him fighting bigger Transformers. Yeah, I mean, no, like, and I... Hell yeah. No, and that was even what I was saying, is that they're in Megatron in the original, like, 80s Transformers cartoons, yeah, he just turned into, like, a fucking Luger handgun. Oh, yeah. Which always confused me, because I was never clear on the logistics. Did, could he fire himself? Could he move under his own power? Did another Decepticon have to pick him up and shoot him? Like, what? how did this yes. work? Yes, no, literally, there, if you watch clips, he turns into the gun, shrinks, and then Shockwave grabs him and starts firing. Oh my god, that's so dumb. <laughs> I suppose it provides precedent that, yeah, oh fuck, this could be like a Titanfall, like, sort of similar thing, where you have a robot who's a sword. I guess this would be an inverse Titanfall, where instead of it being a bigger robot that you inhabit and control, it is a smaller robot you use as a weapon. <laughs> I like this idea, actually. Because I think there were even Minicons who did turn into a sword, weren't there? Like, there were three Probably. of them who turned into, like, the star, like the Sky Strike sword or something? Well, I'm on the sword page on the TF Wiki, but I haven't seen anything specifically about alternate modes. Minicon. 
Uh, the Star Saber. There we are. Yeah, all the way back from Transformers Armada. Like the one Transformers series I watched. Oh. Yeah, the Star Saber. Yeah, it was three Minicons who were like a scooter, a skateboard, and I want to say like a little car. And I was just, yeah, this is what they turned into. Oh, man. <laughs> but actually, I think I'm thinking of a different one. I don't think these were the ones who like turned into the... Because the main characters, the way they hung around their mini-cons, was they were, yeah, they were like a scooter and a skateboard and something else. Uh, how many times has, has Optimus Prime died in Transformers? <laughs> oh my god, Optimus Prime has died at least 15 times! Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Of the five Bay-directed films, Optimus Prime has died in four of them, apparently. Thanks, Google. Not what I was asking. <laughs> There's a Transformers wiki page called The Many Deaths of Optimus Prime. Have you never been to TF Wiki? It's great. I've never been on this thing. <laughs> they, have, they, they have a page for Truck Not Monkey. They have a what?! Computer enhance. <laughs> okay, I don't know what I was expecting by just googling the phrase "truck nut monkey." Transforms. Oh my god, Tanner! Tanner, please. God. Oh my god, this wiki is incredible. I like how on the many deaths of Optimus Prime page, it's across the various continuities, bolded, Optimus Prime dies a lot. And then gives a bullet-pointed list as to why. <laughs> God, weren't we talking about a reboot at some point? I think so, but I also feel like maybe we've lost the end, we've hit the end of the rope. I really don't like let, let's let's recap. What what entries are we walking up to the EA CEO who we've duct taped to his chair and he cannot leave? What entries <laughs> even, even if presented? he has no control over these properties. Yeah, we, um, have, we had Darth Maul, we had Power Rangers, we had Tommy uh, Berserk. specifically. <laughs> yeah, we have Berserk. Um and with Berserk we have Bluey, we have Transformers. That's Silent five. Hill. Silent Hill, that's right. We have Isaac Clark from Dead Space. <laughs> and importantly, in every one of these franchises, we need to have a cover of Rules of Nature. Social media must be a plot point. And also, I guess Raiden is the one who keeps giving them their swords. Or at least yes. Raiden has to keep showing up. <laughs> exactly. So eventually we're setting up for Rising Revengeance Endgame. <laughs> it's revengeance revengeance <laughs> Re revengeance 2 that's just what we call it after all of these games there's just that is the fucking end game event is revengeance 2 <laughs> finally you've all arrived in the time in our time of most need <laughs> Isaac Clark, Guts, Bluey, Pyramid Head, Darth Maul, and Tommy Oliver. Finally, we can save the galaxy against our ultimate enemy, Godzilla, the ultimate meat mech. Oh, man. <laughs> no, no, Mecha Godzilla. Oh, fuck, you're right. 
No, oh no, yeah, they're, they're beating like Mecha Godzilla, but then he starts like melding with all the other mechs of their own universes and becomes like Shin Mecha Godzilla. But then, oh yeah. my god, how do we defeat him? I have a friend in waiting. <laughs> Throws his sword, it grows like ten times in size. Godzilla catches it. <laughs> and they run when the sun comes up! You know, again, just fucking Godzilla comes in. <laughs> oh that would listen listen we joke tell me you would not spend 60 dollars for that game <laughs> yeah i probably would <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking godzilla slashing mech like shin mecha godzilla to a million pieces yep uh as a funny yeah. fuck oh man i can't believe i've invented the newest great the new greatest gaming craze uh yeah do we have anything else you want to reboot on this one any other any more entries or are, are we done holding the ea ceo hostage i mean we're never gonna let him go but i think we're done with our pitch we're never gonna give him up yeah and that wasn't the lyric of the song i don't know why i went for that <laughs> you fool well you, you utter buffoon listen i'm i listen the only song i listen to is every song from the metal gear rising revengeance soundtrack <laughs> uh yeah i think i i think we have successfully rebooted we're not rebooting might be a rising revengeance we're making a whole new ass series a new genre a new way of life a series to surpass metal gear anyways while we set up this really bizarre game of interstitial how about we go to a friendship promo Ooh, my favorite hi did you know you can upgrade the reactor on our ship to a toroidal series 3 turbofan model? No. I mean, it's only slightly exploded, look. No. <laughs> ladies, ladies, we've got a job. Oh, thank God, I don't care what it is. Just please don't veto my engines. It's some kind of advertising job for our Cosmopunk show, it looks like. Uh, but it's got to be quick. It can't be anything longer than 50 seconds. Uh, flyboy, set a timer for 50 seconds. No, we've already started. The timer's going to mean the damn thing. Oh, your gear's a rough idea. Hang on, I didn't agree to be in an advert. Well, it's too late. You're already in it. Besides, it'll be over by the time you get your fat coyote butt out of the room. Hey, you're fatter than I am! Oh, stop arguing, you lot. I'll do it. <clears throat> Cosmopunk is a Starfinder actual play podcast focusing on character-driven storytelling. We're four friends from the UK, and occasionally more than four friends from not the UK. We play homebrew stories for the crew of the Like a Seven set in Paizo's Starfinder universe. Follow the adventures of four lady mercs as we get into trouble and the far side of space. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and check us out at Cosmopunk.net. Wow. That was actually really good. And we're back. Theo! If we cut through all these robots, can we find you on the internet? Yes, you can if you cut through all these robots. You can find me on Twitter at four whole moons. That's four is the number spelled out. Whole is in not half. And moon is in the thing that's haunted in our Dead Space Rising Revengeance. Uh, you can also find me on my website, www.theodoremonk.com. I'm also a regular for Forgotten Eras. You can find at kh underscore afb. Uh, I've also got, you know, smatterings of uh, presence across the universe, but again, you can find that on my website. Awesome. And Lindsay, how about yourself? I can be found on Twitter at lindsaym476. It's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for not if I boot you first, and they are still pronounced nanomachines, son! <laughs> You can also email us at notifireboutyoufirst at gmail.com where you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and la lay low. That's also where you can send us a friendship promo, be it an audio clip or a proof for us to read. Either way, we'll put in a free ad for your podcast, your YouTube, or even your flesh mech. <laughs> God. <laughs>
Not if I reboot you first as a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can talk more about this show or others on the network via our Corner Podcast Discord. As always, our cover art is by Alex Fierce, and her work can be found on ptchew.com. Our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clay, whose content info is available for progress. This podcast is recorded on Treaty 4 territory, the traditional lands of the Cree, Sotol, and Assiniboine, and homeland of the Métis. Now, I think originally, Lindsay, you would have been going next week for the brief break during our guest Palooza, but I need to go next week if that's okay with you. Go right ahead. Good, because I need to fix the Inhumans. Excellent. Ooh, well, I'd love to stick around and hear that, but unfortunately I've got to go back in Tanner's crypto wallet so he can send me home. <laughs> to your home planet. Oh, no. I'm get- oh, I'm getting copy and pasted right back in. Oh, here I go. Bye. Oh, no. I'm actually just keeping my own copy of Theo for personal use. Oh, what, what am I? Who am I? Oh, I've just been copy and pasted into this flesh body. Into this flesh mech. I have no memory of who I am. Don't worry, just say thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for having You're me! You're welcome. And we're gonna undergo Terragenesis next week, but not if we reboot you first. Bye. scene <laughs> okay <Woo>! oh <laughs> all right i was gonna stop recording